What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Lakers Outsiders podcast. My name is Donnie McHenry. I am joined by Chris Walton, a.k.a. Walt, my fellow uh, blogger in crime. How you doing tonight, sir? Hey, man, I'm good, man. Much of the same. Just uh, enjoying a, a night of Sunday night hoops and then it's winning time, man. Absolutely, and that's what uh, that's what we're here to talk about. Recap the first episode of uh, Winning Time, the show chronicling the 1980s Lakers, the Showtime Lakers, uh, specifically the uh, first episode covered Magic Johnson getting drafted and all that went into that, as well as Dr. Jerry Buss's first uh, dealings with the team in terms of uh, purchasing the team, uh, specifically his dealings with the owner at that time, Jack Cook, and uh, their contentions at the time. But to start, I figured we'd talk about our types of personal experiences and knowledge of this era. Uh, Walt doesn't have to tell his age, but uh, I just turned 28, so I was, in fact, not alive in the 80s, <laughs> uh, barely, alive, barely alive in the 90s. <laughs> so I really don't... Um, have an insanely depth not depth of knowledge about this era of Lakers basketball. Um, obviously, I know who Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar are, uh, as well as Lou Alcindor. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, I haven't really watched too much from this era. Um, I'll tell myself I have not read the book. Uh, I've probably read maybe three books in the past 15 years of my existence. But yeah, uh, this show is definitely going to be a nice little uh, jump pad for me in terms of learning about this era. Um, I was thinking about reading the book beforehand, but I kind of just wanted to let it all be a surprise to me uh, to be as entertained as possible. And definitely was entertained from the first episode, but we'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, Walt, you have the same experiences as me, maybe a little bit more knowledge of it or what? Yeah, I'm right there in the same boat with you, man. I got all my all my Lakers knowledge and love came from the old NBA Finals films that used to be on ESPN back in the day. Um, and I just picked up from there. I didn't know the history. A lot of stuff we've seen in this episode and from the previews that we're going to see going forward um, is all new to me. So just bring it on, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm definitely super pumped for the rest of the show. Uh, they got off to a wild start. But uh, I guess we'll go ahead and start there. Your initial reaction step. So did you um, did you enjoy as much as you thought you would? Uh, was there any like surprises in terms of the show's kind of format uh, that you weren't seeing? Uh, and yeah, just overall, how'd you uh, how'd you like it? I went into it with uh, not really high expectations, but kind of even killed about it. I enjoyed it, of course, man. Um, I think the the one thing that caught me off guard that I like is the style of um you know them breaking the fourth wall and talking to the yeah. uh, the audience and making like little quips and jokes. Really enjoyed that man. And uh John C. Riley is a mad man and that guy is special elite talent. Um Devontae Nixon, I think Norm Nixon, playing Norm Nixon, stole the show, bro. He uh he he really had it uh he had me. He had me dying too, man. Very good casting. Very good writing. Um, very good uh, opening to the show, man. Just a, a lot of good nuggets that was in that first episode, and I'm just like fiending for more. Give me more. Yeah, man. Or I can tell already. Once this is all over, I mean, 
I think even, I don't know who it's been, has said this. I think it was Adam McKay uh, himself. I think he said like they were trying to do a second season and a third season. I don't know if he specifically means about the 1980s Lakers or what. They, interesting enough, they already got out of the 80s in the episode by starting off, like literally kicking off the cold open of the show with, Basically, it seeming like Magic Johnson finding out uh, he had contracted HIV, mm-hmm. um, like literally in the physician's office. Uh, they dropped the, you know, the, I think they said November 1991 uh, timestamp right at the beginning of the episode. And I was like, oh, I guess we're just going to kick off with this. I figured uh, we'd be trending towards this as we went along, but <laughs> nah, right off the get go. Um, but yeah, I, I was going to say the same thing about uh, Norm Nixon's son. I mean, I, could be wrong, but I believe this is the first time he's ever acted in anything. And honestly, I would have thought he was like a real seasoned actor just with um, how he was playing him. And yeah, he had a ton of charisma, I thought. Uh, but of course, yeah, as you said, of course, John C. Riley did as well. Um, actually, talking about John C. Riley is probably a good transition to a first little segment uh, talking about the episodes. We're going to do these probably these same segments going on, uh, going through each of the episode each week. I have a feeling we might add some segments as we go along just to, uh, bullshit more about the episode, but, uh, starting off each one, we're going to start off with the MVP of the episode, uh, who we thought, you know, acting wise was the best, who, uh, what character we thought was the best kind of inclusion. We still have a ton of, uh, different people we need to meet throughout the show. Um, no Pat Riley at all at the beginning. Uh, very rare amount or very low amount of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in there. Uh, but Wall, who do you think was the real uh, MVP of the episode? Who stole the show? Mm. It, give me, give me your MVP and your your low key MVP, maybe like the like the six man, maybe. I got you. So for MVP, I'm gonna go with Jason Clark. Played Jerry West. Man, he was uh, <laughs> he was on the edge so much, bro. It just was so unhinged, and um, I had no idea, or I, I mean, I should have known, you know, given how his career went, that Jerry West was uh, you know, hiding all that anger behind that mustache and that uh, that come over he got. Um, but yeah, that that had me dying laughing, bro. The whole time, the golf golf course scene, and then the scene in the office. Um, and then, you know, they did like the flashback of him losing to the Celtics and then getting the MVP trophy and being like, man, <laughs> the hell with this MVP, man. Y'all can keep it. <laughs> uh, and then the, uh, the silhouette, the talking silhouette had me dying laughing too. Um, Bro, that was like, that, I tweeted, I, I, I tweeted about that talking, that talking logo animation silhouette had me dying. Yeah, man. Dying. Man, I was, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, uh, I was just going to, like, I mean, it's so obvious, but John C. Riley is very obviously going to be the star of the show, like, the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were talking about that fourth wall breaking. He was like, I felt like phew, maybe like 80% of his lines were talking directly to the audience. Uh, I was reading some interviews today, one from uh, Max Bornstein, Bornstein uh, who is a co-creator of the show uh, and I think writes on every single episode. He was kind of saying like, yeah, he's like Dr. Jerry Buss is essentially like the tour guide of the show. So he's definitely going to be breaking the fourth wall a lot. I loved uh, 
I love the scene of him coming in to talk to Jack Cook uh, at Jack Cook's um, uh, mansion, which he, I think he likened it to uh, like uh, Queen of England, like the royal family's <laughs> castle over there, whatever he said. Uh-huh. Uh, and the episode, I think the episode was called The Swan, and he had that line about the swans, like, oh, they look real graceful up top, but then below the water, paddling like crazy. Ooh, uh, a bar. And then he kind of, yeah, it was a bar. I was like, and like, I was thinking the entire time, I was like, why is this episode called Swan? And then he dropped that line. And then uh, he kind of like had that fourth wall breaking moment there at the table. Like, oh, I'm about to start paddling or like whatever he said. Mm-hmm. Um, love that. Uh, I mean, I thought Quincy Isaiah was pretty good too. It's just in regards to him. Uh, Quincy Isaiah is the one, the pl- actor who plays Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. He looks so much like young Magic Johnson. It's crazy. Yeah, even the older when they when they did the the start of the episode, um, you know, the I, class, I was like, man, they really uh, I don't know what handsome or whatever it was, but uh, hey, man, it's a, it's a good casting, man. And they, or I was reading interviews today, um, where they said they like interviewed like hundreds and hundreds of people for both him and Kareem. Mm-hmm. And I think they had uh like I think they started off with only like three or four castings before like filling out the rest of it. And he was one of them. And like I think they were just like once they like auditioned him, they're like, this is this is the guy. But yeah, I I was gonna say the same thing. I didn't think he looked um a lot like him in like these 1980s years where they're mostly doing the show. But then, yeah, at that beginning of the show where he was, he was in that like exact same suit that he wears in like that HIV announcement. Uh, and man, I was like, Oh my God, he looks exactly like him. Mm-hmm. Like the smile, his head shape. It's so crazy. Um, I couldn't believe it. And yeah, I mean, he, I think he has some acting experience, uh before this but i mean obviously nothing as big as leading an hbo show but uh he was definitely holding his own like talking to uh he has a lot of scenes with john c Riley. uh love that scene of uh him and john c Riley at that club whatever it's called the horn i think Mm -hmm. uh very obviously those the horn girls obviously later will inspire the lake girls or i can assume uh, they seemed very on par with what Dr. Jerry Buss eventually discovered with the Laker girls. Uh, but yeah, you were talking about Devon Nixon earlier, uh, who is the actual son of Norm Nixon playing Norm Nixon in the show. Uh, didn't realize he'd, I mean, I don't know if he's going to have a crazy huge part moving forward, but uh, one, I didn't know of the classic uh, draft argument of drafting for fit or drafting the best guy available. Didn't know that was going to be playing out in front of our very eyes in terms of Jerry West screaming, cussing, going absolutely nuts mm-hmm. uh, about, you know, how they already have a point guard and they've got, you know, Norm Nixon at point guard. Why do we need Magic Johnson? Let's get Sidney Moncrief. What are we doing? Uh, obviously watching it, we're all, we all know that uh, Jerry West happened to be wrong in this, in this type of front off decision. Oh, and then uh, did you like the, I was getting, I was, you know, sadly, I was trying to watch a show as a departure from the current Lakers, but when John C. Riley, uh, well, Dr. Jerry Buss had mm-hmm. the conversation with Jerry West in his uh, office about the, the front office source and the newspapers, mm-hmm. 
I started thinking about these current Lakers. I was getting mad. Hey, nothing changed. <laughs> Going man. behind people's backs. Leak. Yeah, I was gonna say nothing changes, man. Yeah, Same man. shit, different, different year. <laughs> hey, and, and just to swing back, man. Norm Nixon making Georgia resident. Southwest High School. Oh yeah, on. yes sir. Yeah, man. Norm Nixon. Uh, matter of fact, they got a mural in my gym. I'm gonna post it tomorrow. Oh really? Nixon. Yeah, man. What like uh, is it a school gym or no? Nah, just my just regular, my regular right workout gym. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he got you know, stuff at Southwest. So yeah, man. Shout out to Macon, Georgia, the the hometown for now for me. Um, and, you know, salute the legend Norm Nixon and great job, Devon Nixon. Thank you for helping me with that name. <laughs> I mean, I mean, shoot. Now I gotta look to make sure I'm not saying it wrong. I might be completely off. Yeah, the Knicks nah, side. Devon, Devon, <laughs> Devon Nixon. All right, we're good. We're okay. good. I said it like three. I said it like three or four times with confidence in my chest, though. So look, whomever so you're, you're definitely involved. Respectfully, how however you were supposed to be pronouncing the name, killed it. Just oh yeah. my god, this had me dying laughing. The fox fur, the pedicure feet. The fox fur. I got to take the fox <laughs> off. That was a great line. That was a oh, great line. man. And you know what's hilarious? How uh, huh. how Norm Nixon talking shit about Magic Johnson, and he from Macon, Georgia, bro. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, yeah. I, or Honestly, I didn't know where he was from until we started this conversation. But yeah, he was just like, you slow country Boy, like you're so stupid doing all that stuff. He's from Macon, Georgia. Yeah, man. You and you already know how country I am, Donnie. So I'm like, <laughs> bruh. I'm well, you know. Yeah, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll I don't know much. I don't know much about the South. <laughs> I don't know much about the South. <laughs> I do know Macon, Georgia. Yeah, man. Nah, well, I mean, I don't know well, but I I know what you're talking about in terms of uh, that part of Georgia. Yeah, man. <laughs> so that that's that's hilarious, man. I mean, uh, might as well go on and get our next segment since I felt like we were kind of bleeding into it uh, in terms of like our favorite scenes, favorite parts, favorite quotes. Uh, I already brought up that swan quote. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, great little. Uh, I always love to look at the episode titles beforehand and then try and figure out why they're uh, why they're naming the episode that. So I thought that was a great line. But what other parts other than other than oh man that Jerry West and the logo animation was just. Great killer. Uh, but what else did you like from the show? Man, one of my favorite lines was when, um, you know, Irving, Irving Sr. was talking to Magic, Irving um, Jr., of course. And, uh, you know, he was telling him about, you know, the deal he wanted and what if he failed and what if he has to go back to Michigan and, you know, go back into the slums and get back on the grind again. Um I love that, you know, his father was, I know it's kind of corny, but just be re- being reassuring as far as saying, hey, look, if you don't go, you want to go back to school, you know, the NBA will be there and we'll be able to come back and do this all over again. But, you know, no matter what happened with, you know, me fathering you, your mother, being your mother and us having, you know, your future in mind and thinking about what you would end up being, look how far you got. You ended up being an NBA player. And, you know, even if you failed at being an NBA player, is no way that you know the love that I have for you won't change, and that's all that really matters yeah. at the end of the day. And I thought that was that was amazing, um, great delivery, 
Um, just a timely scene. And, um, you know, from, from what we know about Magic, his relationship with his parents always been like, as most relationships are with between um, kids and parents, that, that's been a big part of, you know, how he, he came to be in this in this NBA and, you know, what he went on to do off the court. So, yeah, that was one of my favorite lines and just one of my favorite scenes in general. Yeah, I think it was uh... – I don't even think it was a part of that specific scene, but then mm-hmm. later they kind of had like a flashback of like when magic was like a little kid, mm-hmm. uh, kind of building off that same type of conversation that they're having, uh, showing like magic's dad, uh, essentially having him like go along with him on garbage duty, uh, go into the, like the court outside when it's like freaking winter in, uh, Lansing. But I love the, like the little shot of magic hanging off the back of the uh, garbage truck, mm-hmm. dribbling the ball as the as the truck was moving. I thought that was really cool. Incredible um, skill. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, come on, like, like that ball hits off the wheel of the garbage truck. Dad's getting pissed, Bruh. getting furious. That's that's a that's like a five minute detour, depending on how far that ball bounces away. <laughs> Yes, man. Got got to imagine that probably didn't <laughs> happen too much in real life, but hey, it was it was a cool shot for TV. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I'm gonna go a little bit of more of a comedic route. You went a you went that serious uh, Adam McKay TV drama route. I know, man. HBO scripted drama route. <laughs> I appreciate it because I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go completely the opposite of that. Uh, I loved the kind of just the intro in terms of you know get people up to speed on uh who magic johnson was before he was a laker in case anyone didn't know but kind of just going through him playing bird in the uh, national championship and i love the freaking uh i don't know who was doing it it was like uh, an announcer a reporter talking about he was describing bird and uh magic and they had like I think he was calling Bird hard nosed, and then like on the screen it would cross out hard nosed and put white, and then like <laughs> every single like every single adjective they were given for Bird, it's like uh yeah this is just a euphemism for white 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 white. It was like white all over the board, and then it was like uh like I don't know what they're saying for Magic. It's just like the typical stuff like they used to say for Magic that like, oh he's got so much flair, he's so athletic. And it was just black 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 black. Oh man, it was killing me. And then uh. I think there was something later someone said, I think it was Jack Hook or something, but I feel like John C. Riley did like a fourth wall of something. I look at the camera like saying something like of that nature. Mm. Um, and then that kind of same thing <laughs> when Magic showed up to that party and uh, whoever that little doorman guy was at the front was like, uh, whites only. And then Magic was like, huh? <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he said something like, Oh, okay. I got you. The clothes that he's just like. I was about to show you what we do in Michigan. When people <laughs> say that, say that type of stuff to me. And then the jacket match um, appeared out of nowhere when you heard him say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. Then, uh, and then literally like two. I, I was laughing off of that, and then two seconds later, John C. Riley, Jerry Buss. Oh, let me let me introduce you to my friend Don Sterling. And I was like, <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Uh, they had like the classic little thing that said Don Sterling, second worst Donald of the eighties. You saw that, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey man, they were some absolute bangers, bro. I was like, Hey, what did they say? They said, did they, 
when they introduced Jerry West, did it just say like Jerry West like hates life or like he it said <laughs> Jerry West hates something like something like that killed me. Yes, man. Um, but yeah, that yeah, I was gonna say like seeing Donald Sterling was quite the uh, quite the part of the episode that I was not expecting, but makes sense, I guess. Um, and actually, this or go ahead and transition our next segment. Uh, this is definitely a segment I feel like we're gonna be doing uh every time is uh did this really happen in terms of just the random stuff that happens in the episode obviously this is based off the jeff perlman book uh showtime and like i've said already i have not read the book i will probably read it after this but um there was a few things where i was like man did that really happen one was and i might look this up as you're talking but I want, did they actually not, I mean, this is probably added for dramatic effect, but did they really forget a coin to come to the coin toss to decide the number one overall pick? Man, That's what I was wondering. I need that. I and need then, that confirmed. I need to know that. And then the, just the overall Norm Nixon and Magic Johnson kind of one-on-one square off at the party. I don't know how much of that actually happened, but uh, was there anything else that you were watching? Like, oh man, like did this really happen in real life? Oh man, uh, let me see. I need to know why would uh, any anything Jerry West said. Yes, every any and everything that Jerry West said. I need that confirmed and verified by a source close to the situation, please and thank you. Um, <laughs> but uh, the uh, from what I seen, the reservation about you know Magic Senior wanting Magic to be. Picked by the Lakers, it looked like. I think when they came down to the Lakers in Chicago going for the coin flip, and, you know, when he was working and he heard the announcement about who won the lottery, um, you know, he was kind of like, damn. Uh, He's getting picked by the Lakers nine times out of ten. I would like to know and confirm if that's true. I I would believe it is, and it's probably in the book. But I'm going to make sure I do my reading and do my research to verify that because that's definitely an interesting angle. Um, I – Again, even being a Laker fan for a long time, there's a lot of the history that I didn't know about. But I didn't even know Chicago was in the running with them to get that top pick. So that makes things like even crazier if, you know, if if they would have got that top pick and they would have got Magic Johnson in, what direction that would have took the, you know, the Bulls in. Probably wouldn't have a Lakers, a Lakers, man, a, a Lakers franchise. I mean, honestly, and I, I mean, I'm from Central Illinois. The reason that I'm a Lakers fan is because my dad was like, when he was a kid, he was like, it's pretty sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Teams honestly, do. if I like, like we just said, like if Magic or if the Bulls won that coin toss and they ended up drafting Mag Johnson, who knows? I might be, a, I might be a Bulls fan. And who know? Or like, what? When did Michael Jordan get drafted? Eighty three. Let me get eighty three. Yeah. So who knows if they would have had that pick? Uh, if they got Magic Johnson like three or four years prior, you know, yeah, like that could like I mean we talk about all those things that changed the trajectory of the NBA, but that's crazy, and that's a crazy one that came down to heads or tails on a coin that they had to find underneath the underneath the couch in uh Larry O'Brien's office, right. Oh, Jordan got drafted in 84. I'm sorry. I knew it was one of the years. 84? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. But yeah, it would have been but, a whole butterfly effect. Like Jordan, the the Bulls draft, Magic Johnson. Jordan never recovered from having to play JV in high school. So he ended up playing baseball. 
Jordan never played baseball. Um, I mean, he he doesn't he played baseball. He never played basketball again. And then he just goes on to like wash dishes at some restaurant, and we never get Air Jordan, bro. Crazy butterfly effect. We get like Air Crazy Air Air uh, Air Sydney Moncrease or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or even like, uh, or even just like, if Magic went back to college for a year, mm-hmm. uh, and then like came back in the next draft or whatever, like who would he go to then? Um, Lakers would have seemingly ended up with Sidney Moncrief uh if Jerry West had his choice uh <laughs> Jerry, Jerry but but I think the theme of Jerry West in the show is going to be uh Jerry West doesn't typically get what he wants uh except for being on the logo which I think is a pretty good you know good consolation prize yeah exactly um but yeah man yeah Jerry West all the Jerry West stuff so funny uh and that montage I was like astonished the the clips they were showing of like him losing all those titles to the Celtics and like they were taking like most of those clips were like real clips you can find online mm-hmm. but like they had like Jason Clark's face in there or something or like they filmed Jason Clark like as a younger Jerry West or something and it looked so real it was mm-hmm. crazy uh and then in those scenes they had uh uh, who I was talking shit about on Twitter the other day, Michael Chiklis playing Red Arbrach with his stupid. I, I, if anyone didn't see my tweet, he showed up to the winning time premiere, purple carpet, you know, got freaking Norm Nixon's son there. I'm sure Norm Nixon's there. A bunch of people were there. And he got this bozo wearing jeans on the, <laughs> on the purple carpet with John C. Riley and, and Adrian Brody dressed to a T. You got this big dumb the the thing literally the thing from Fantastic Four <laughs> wearing a Boston Celtics shirt and they had that group photo and he had his jacket spread out wide all proud of it smiling. <laughs> I'm still mad about that. I'm still so mad about that. But he he did look a lot like Red Arbach in those in those little flashbacks. Hey, dress, uh, dress for the job you want, man. <laughs> the job you got. The job you did, uh, I guess, however you want to say I hope he doesn't get a job again. <laughs> I hope he doesn't get a job again. Uh, Unless he wants to have a job as a guest host on this podcast, then he can come on the podcast for sure. I would, I'd be fine with that. But Fact. he's from Lowell. Fact. He's from Lowell, Massachusetts. So, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's in, it's in his bloodline. I'm, fi- I'm, I'm fine with talking shit to him through a computer. That's fine. That's yeah. what man, I do I every focused. day. Look. I almost broke his cell phone when he got that call. V. We need you to play Red Arbor. Hello? (laughs) Oh, dude, yeah. Can you imagine? (laughs) Can you imagine freaking like a guy from Lowell, Massachusetts getting a call to be Red Arbach? (laughs) There's no, uh, sadly, there's no bald people like really on the Lakers to play. Exactly. Uh, But who knows if he would even wanted to play them. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Oh, our last segment. Next week, we might do a little bit of most improved player instead of this segment. We might do most well, most improved actor slash player. A little weird, weird combination of the, the TV and Lakers worlds with that one. But uh, we might also do this one. We're definitely going to do it this, uh, this week since it's the first episode. Uh, who in the real world is going to be pissed off by this episode? And I think there's a very obvious uh, clear-cut winner with this episode. Who is it, Walt? Oh, Jerry West, 100%. Jerry West. 
Jerry Holy West shit. is going to be shit. livid. Speaking of which, does Jerry West have a Twitter? He don't, right? Nah. What would, what do you think it's or does Jerry be? or does Jerry West does Jerry West intern have a Twitter? I guess is what I meant to ask. Probably not. He might have a burner though. I mean, he was allegedly uh, 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 harboring a, a secret cell phone, setting up Kawhi Leonard deal. Allegedly, they saying so. Don't put, put that evil on him. Can't put the burner out of uh, out of the realm of possibility. So. You heard him in the episode. He he was not that source. He was not that front office source. Yeah, okay. All right, Logo. <laughs> okay. Yes, I breaking never the steered breaking a, the... <laughs> I never steered a Hall of Famer to a franchise by poisoning the well. No, not me. Whom's that whom's amongst us? Not Jerry West. Breaking the go- breaking the golf club over his knee and then yelling at Pedro. <laughs> That was hilarious too, man. That was and then Jerry Bus. Oh, I'll meet you up there, Jerry. I'll get you a bloody Mary. <laughs> yeah, man. Hilarious. Oh yeah, man. man. Oh man. What were some other like uh parts you like? I'm trying to think. Oh, I mean, we haven't even talked about uh them literally reenacting the shooting of the scene from Airplane with Kareem. Oh bro. Just that was so yeah, that, good. That was a treat, man. <laughs> and Kareem in the trailer with uh with Norm Nixon. And that was and that was another thing I wanted to look up if it actually happened because it seemed like a random thing to just throw in there. But mm. did, did did Kareem really tell that kid to fuck off after the scene <laughs> in real life? Because oh, that's man. what he said, like fuck off, kid, right? Or yeah, get man. did he say he said fuck off, right? He surely did. He surely did. <laughs> and, and then dude, the scene I... just cut to the next one. Killed me. Yeah, I thought he was gonna be like, you know, sure, kid, you know, and in my in my own uh, <laughs> in my own cream, I do Javar voice. Sure, kid, come on, let's take a picture. <laughs> yeah, then uh, and then Norm like coming into I don't I don't know what he what did he come into was that like a trailer or something? Yeah, I can't remember. I guess it was a trailer for like the movie. Okay, that makes sense. But uh, him just blaring jazz like jazz in his headphones. Norm, what do you think I'm about to say right now? <laughs> fuck off <laughs> <laughs> kareem loves his uh he loves his um militaristic tunes and books man you can't come in there half-stepping yep why are you filming his filming <laughs> you movie? gotta you gotta come in there correct yeah man exactly oh uh, yeah they, they knocked out the park uh, shout out to about. solomon hughes man the kareem uh casting mm-hmm. knocked out the park too he used to play ball too yeah so you know they, they got the, the best of both worlds yeah, uh, actually, speaking of which, speaking of people being mad, we got to, I'm assuming Magic Johnson has not tweeted about this show yet. Oh, man. Yeah, that's. Nah, um, nah, he hasn't, nah, he hasn't tweeted boy, about the show. Yeah. All right. You think he's going to get anything out there? Here, let me, uh, might as well, since I'm on Magic's Twitter, I might as well just read his tweets out loud since that's always entertaining. Here we go. I don't I don't follow Magic Johnson on Twitter. I I stopped following him a long time ago cuz never follow I mean, well reading. I might as well be reading a robot tweet, honestly. I'm so proud of Russell Westbrook. He was a <laughs> uh, I'm so proud of Russell Westbrook after I dogged him on national TV for like 15 minutes before the game. 
Anyways, back to the quote. He was a big reason why the Lakers beat the Warriors, scoring 20 points tonight. Hmm. That's how the Lakers need him to play night in and night out. He played hard, was aggressive, and made good decisions on the court. Mm. Mm. Next week. Signed the Magic the Lakers Man. <laughs> signed the Magic Man. The Lakers as a team played fast, aggressive, and great defense. <laughs> that has to be the theme the last month of the season. God, why isn't Magic a coach? Oh, man. Well, he tried, man. Why isn't he a... And why isn't he a front office executive? Oh, wait. No, that didn't happen. That was a fever dream, man. <laughs> For everybody involved. <laughs> oh, man. man. Um, well, I guess we can kind of close out with, like, uh, what are you, in, in terms of what you know about how all this went down, what are you kind of excited to see moving forward? I got, I got one thing in my, in my mind. One thing that I know that kind of happened and one thing I don't really know anything about but what about you uh looking forward to seeing what happened after they or what leads up well they kind of laying it out there but what else leads up to them trading norm nixon or getting rid of norm nixon um i'm pretty sure it's gonna be some some drama behind that you know as some guys get the pushing and shoving and practice and stuff so something gonna come of it on that leads to it outside of just well we got a new point guard and we just need to get rid of this other guard um, something else that I kind of know a little bit about that I, you know, I haven't seen or read about, hmm, I guess the, the coaching change leading up to Pat Riley moving up the ranks and then just running the Lakers with how they showed the preview and Magic Johnson and, you know, some other players was like, <laughs> who are you? What are you supposed to be doing? Oh, you just like a basically a glorified towel boy. Okay, cool. But I want to see how that all of that transpire, and then you know, Pat legendarily is known for crazy practices and getting guys in shape even up until today. So I want to see uh, see how he kind of built all that up, and you know how he kind of shifted all that culture from the Lakers to Miami and so on and so forth. Yeah, I was uh I was gonna say the thing I was mentioning in terms of like what I'm excited to see is like you said, like the coaching carousel, literally. Um, cause obviously right now Jerry West's coach, right? Mm-hmm. God, I'm sounding so misinformed, like I didn't even watch the episode. Um yeah, he's coach right now, but I know before Pat Riley becomes head coach that Jack McKinney becomes head coach. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't really know about the connective tissue of how, you know, goes from one guy to another. So definitely super pumped for that. I was reading a interview with Adrian Brody who plays Pat Riley. And uh, I think an interview with Max Bornstein, who I said, uh, co-created the show. And they were kind of talking about how people are going to be like kind of confused when they see this Pat Riley. Cause everyone's, you know, used to the suave looking, uh, Pat Riley, head coach of the Lakers, looking fresh, uh, with the slick back hair. Pat Pacino, um, Pat Pacino, uh, looking good, and they're kind of saying this. Or I was gonna say this Pacino, this <laughs> Pat Riley is kind of like Hippie. down on his luck currently. <laughs> like he's in between <laughs> this Pacino. He's kind of uh in between like retiring as a player and like going into you know whatever he's trying to do now in the NBA, uh. And also kind of interesting because that kind of seems like literally 
exactly what's going on with Jerry West currently mm-hmm. in uh, this show. Like he's coming off being a player um, and trying to find success uh, as that coach. I can say right now that he was uh, not correct in his uh, wants of having Sidney Moncrief instead of Magic Johnson. He was uh, way off on that one. But as we were talking about before the podcast, he uh, he obviously made a lot of lot of right decisions uh, later down the road. Indeed. One being obviously Kobe Bryant. Indeed. But yeah, man, I'm super pumped to keep watching this. I, bu- I wasn't really sure. Also, I was like about to text you to see if you knew. I wasn't sure if these are going to be like 30 minute episodes or what. It kind of seemed obvious that they were going to be like an hour since it's like an HBO show. But mm. like I said, they have plans of like doing another season of this. And I don't really know if that's like going to be still doing this 1980s thing. Mm. Um, how far really they're going to get in this season in terms of uh the showtime lakers story but i'm super pumped about it and i'm sure you have you seen the reports of like they're kind of already cooking up plans to do because jeff perlman has that three ring circus book about uh shaq kobe and phil Mm -hmm. they already got plans of like trying to do that later and i was about to say listen at this rate they got enough source material to run this series into today and this i was gonna say <laughs> this this, I was just, the, I heard. this season alone could be the most compelling uh few hours of television somebody could throw on the screen bro i know for a fact well actually well here's the thing i was just about to say i know jeff perlman's probably trying to cook up another book about this currently if he's not already doing it but then i started thinking about it and um i read an interview of him saying like Ever since the show got announced or whatever, he's been like kind of shut out from like, the Lakers. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you didn't. You haven't seen that? Nah, man, I did. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to link up with my man Jeff Perlman, man. Link up with him and uh, that's sad. Like, and get 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 the uh, the old T on that one. Yeah, he like literally said like um, him and Jeannie have always had like a great relationship or whatever, and. He said, like, that that line of communication has kind of gone cold ever since the show got announced. Mm-hmm. And I saw, some, I saw some people were like, well, what? It's like, what? We're just doing, like, they're just doing a show about the stuff in the book. But then I saw someone else saying, like, yeah, well, it's a different thing for something to be in a book. Uh, a whole different thing for something to be on uh, <laughs> an HBO series. I mean, case in point, me and you, we have not read the book. Uh, but we're watching the show right now. And I'm clutching <laughs> and my pearls, daddy. I'm like, what is this? Jerry West and multiple women and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Playboy Mansion. What? Man. Love the uh what did he say? What was his line hopping in the car when he said uh God, what did he say? He ended it with shit for fans oh, yeah. talking about LA. Yeah. Like he said, good God, for tans, shit for fans, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah good man. for tans, shit for fans. Hey. So many and hell, hey. As an L.A. Rams fan, I hear plenty about uh, how L.A. doesn't really have any uh, actual Rams fans, and hell, and we got, and we got, and we even got Draymond Green talking mess about Lakers fans. Yeah. Hey, well, I think That's I think so this stupid. series will. Well, I mean, let me not pie in the sky. I was gonna say, hopefully, restore some order as far as just kind of reminding people, hey, this is how the Lakers do business. It hasn't ever changed. If you look at what you see in front no. of you. 
So to think that, you know, all of these things people are saying about Genie should sell the team and, oh, they should get an offensive coordinator. They should hire somebody from outside the Lakers organization. Oh, they should build with the young people instead of chasing stars. They haven't done that since, you know, our conception. So we might as well just get that out of our heads, bro. They've always chased the stars. They've always got stars. On average, they're, you know, times they won championships, other teams and franchises would kill for that. So mm-hmm. in in totality of everything that's going on, you know what I'm saying, can you really complain knowing what you know? <laughs> you just can't. It's just what they say, the revolution is just being televised now. That's all it is. We just got a lot lot more people close to the situation with cell phones and, um, you know, media outlets. And we know a lot more than we knew back in the day. But nothing ain't changed, bro. Yeah, this isn't isn't like the Spurs building a dynasty Mm -hmm. from like the late 90s going into, you know, all the way to the mid-2010s. This is the Lakers way of building a dynasty, a.k.a. Basically, like a Hollywood show, just in uh, real life, mm-hmm. full of drama. Jerry West throwing his MVP trophy through the windows. Doctor Jerry Buss going out to half court with a bottle of bourbon, just saying, "I fucking own this team." Yeah, he thanking <laughs> me. Part the end. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> just yeah, talking. I was just saying. I was like, man, I need a drink now. That's <laughs> that's what I was thinking during the episode. Yeah. I was like, man, these guys are making having a drink look great. Having a little. Uh, getting the the bar cart coming yeah, to the little, meeting little, in the uh, uh, in the forum. <laughs> <laughs> little, uh, you know, they used to do that back in the day, and I think a lot of offices they used to do that. You know, my job, I think they used oh, to do yeah, that way sure. back in the day. But you know, now liability and irresponsible consumption—you can't do that nowadays. But once upon a time ago, you know, they, they everybody had a little taste on a um, on a good Friday. So there's that. <laughs> Speaking of speaking of consumption, I also love the line. It was when uh, Jerry West and Doctor Bus were going back and forth in his office, and then it ended with uh, Jerry Bus going like, "You know, I used to uh, drink bourbon, but uh, now I drink vodka. You know, you don't smell it as much. Might I might I recommend? Uh, <laughs> Great line. Notes, like, uh, okay, okay, thanks for the game. Uh, and shout shout out to the writers of the show because I know, I mean. They got to add in the little pizzazz, you know, to spice up, you know, the text of uh, Jeff Perlman. Not that, you know, the text is boring, but it's not like Jeff Perlman's got like, you know, in-depth conversations or like these types of like flair conversations going on. But love it. Love, uh, love the start. Um, do you have any other thoughts on the first episode before we kind of wrap up and, you know, yeah, get ready for the rest of this Lakers season. Get ready for probably a loss against the Spurs tomorrow. <laughs> nah, man, I got nothing else, man. I enjoyed it. Um, what was the, the the name of that episode? Episode one was the Swan, I believe. And the Swan, and we moving on to episode two next Sunday, same time, nine p.m., um, six p.m. Pacific Standard Time, HBO. Uh, it looks like the name of that episode is is that all there is. So, um, that sounds like something fun that's going to go down. Um, so we'll see what's up, man. But that's all I got, bro. A little tidbit, uh, before we close about the second episode, it's going to be direct. Uh, this first episode is directed by Adam McKay. Well, well, 
inside baseball on TV, uh, when you direct the pilot of an episode, uh, you get to, uh, rake in a lot of cash on it compared to everyone else. Let's just say that. Uh, but the director of the second episode is going to be none other than Jonah Hill. Did you know that? Hmm. I did not. Yeah. He's going to be directing this second episode. So, um, I'm sure he'll be posting about it a lot, uh, in the coming days, uh, especially next week, once the day of the episode, and we'll see when we uh, this episode is obviously going to be releasing Monday morning. Uh, I believe the Lakers are going to be playing next week during the episode's airing. So we'll have to figure out when we're going to record and we're going to post. But we will definitely be back probably either next Monday or next Tuesday uh, to recap the second episode of Winning Time. Thank you for listening to us. Babble about our favorite parts of the show. Um, seems like a hit so far on Twitter. I see a bunch of people tweeting about how they liked it. I liked it. Walt liked it. And uh, like I said, we'll be, be we'll be back next week, maybe with some guests to discuss the second episode. Walt, thank you very much, and we will talk to you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>